Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Yeah, a lot of high school football going on this weekend here in Northeast Ohio, Stark County on a WHBC, but also a big college game tomorrow. Say big, normally it's big between Ohio State and Iowa. You remember a few years ago at Iowa what happened, but uh, the Hawkeyes struggling this year to score points, but their defense isn't bad. Buckeyes listed as 29.5-point favorites to preview the matchup in Columbus tomorrow at noon. Let's go to the hotline and bring in the outstanding Buckeyes beat reporter, Bucknuts.com, Steve Hellwagon joining us today. How are you today, Steve? I'm doing good, Ken. What's going on? Well, we've got big high school football games. As you know, you cover recruiting, right? You know in Ohio uh, Week 10, a lot of rivalry matchups going on and uh, a lot of Buckeye recruits playing big games this weekend, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's always always big things going on. Uh, you know, and obviously each of these high school teams in Ohio with the expanded playoffs, there are so many teams that are in the running uh, for high school playoff games. I'm actually going to a game. I help out a local newspaper here on Fridays and go cover some games. I have a game tonight with an 0-10 team, or 0-9 team, rather, against the 3-6 and team. And believe it or not, the 3-6 and team, if it wins and gets just enough help, can get into the playoffs. So I'm sure, and everybody else who's above that is obviously jockeying for seeding. The top eight get to host games next Friday in uh, each region so it's uh it's quite a quite a scene here this last week everybody's scrambling to get in or improve where they're at all right steve let's turn our attention to the buckeyes tomorrow at noon normally this is a huge game normally this is a tough matchup but the people in the desert think no it's not going to be as the buckeyes are listed as 29 and a half point favorites uh, what is your thought on that big of a spread against Iowa? Is it warranted, or should we be aware of that? Well, it's kind of a crazy number. I mean, it started out, I think, uh, last week. It was around 21 or 22, uh, you know, and the lines kind of came out on Sunday or Monday. So it's moved almost a full touchdown toward Ohio State uh, since then, as to my recollection. Maybe I'm off just by a couple points, but anyway, it has steadily risen and that has been just crazy for me to see i'm actually looking at a website that compares several of the different books and it's got it at 30.5 at some places so it's nuts i mean i i just think ohio state would be favored against a, a kirk ferentz iowa team by that many points is just kind of crazy because Iowa's been one of the top teams in the big 10 and in the west division for the last 20 years, you know, I mean, not they only had the divisions for 10 or 12 years, but, uh, you know, I always been up there. So uh, obviously what this is, is people have seen it. Iowa has no offense. I mean, just none. And Kirk Ferentz has dug his heels in. His son, Brian, is the defensive coordinator, and he has backed him to the hilt. And the two of them have backed the quarterback, Spencer, Spencer Petrus, to the hilt as well will not replace him. In his last 10 games, I think he has three touchdowns and eight interceptions. 
and uh, the team hasn't played well. I think they're three and seven or something, or, or four and six, something like that, in their last ten games. So the proof's just there that uh, they don't move the football, they don't score any points. Yeah, and they had a game earlier this year. Well, there have been several. Of their scores have been notable: nine to six loss to Illinois, an all field goal game. Uh, they beat uh, South Dakota State, uh, one of the top teams in the FCS uh, division, seven to three. And that was without scoring a touchdown to get the seven. They had two safeties and a field goal. They had a game. Oh, yeah, it's comical when you really get right down to it. I think they beat Rutgers 27-14. to 14. Their defense outscored the offense. The defense had two touchdowns, two extra points, 14 points. The offense only mustered one touchdown and two field goals. So I could go on and on and on. I mean, it, it's crazy. They lost to Iowa State 10-7. to seven. These are all games they should have won, could have won, if, you know, particularly the Illinois game and uh, the Iowa State game, if they had any kind of an offense at all, they would have won those two games for sure. And you'd be thinking a lot differently about uh, this team, but they just don't run it. They don't throw it. They are dead last 131 in the nation in yards at this point of the season as a Big Ten team that's just unbelievable. That is pretty um, staggering, Steve, when you think about it and you go back a few years. What year was that where they shocked the Buckeyes, put up like 40 or 50 points on them? What year was that that we all were just like bewildered? Five five years ago, 2017, Ohio State had just beaten, I believe, Penn State in the big dramatic game in Columbus with the big comeback, and Ohio State was ranked number three in the country. It went out there and lost 55-24 to on the very first play, J.T. Barrett, uh, they were backed up in their own end after the kickoff through a pick six interception. So they're down seven to nothing to start the game. And it just kind of snowballed from there. I think the tight ends that day for Iowa caught three or four touchdowns. Uh, I think both of those tight ends are in the NFL right now, That the names have kind of escaped me, but uh, they, uh, they just put it all together in one night in Iowa city at Ohio state. That's a game that, kept them out of the playoff probably so uh they had lost at home i think to oklahoma earlier that year but uh you know they they did go on and and win the the big 10 conference that year beat wisconsin championship game but it wasn't enough with two losses to get into the playoffs so uh yeah i mean that's the last time ohio state's played him ryan day was on the staff the offensive coordinator then and uh you know he uh he remembers it and and not many if if any, six-year players at Ohio State still part of the fold with that. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a, that was a bad one, no doubt about it. Should there be any reason why Buckeye fans um, need to be concerned that they could be overlooking this team because of the point spread um, and how well they played and they had the bye week, so they, they've had a chance to hear how great they are for two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think you could look at it that way and, and just say that uh, – you know, it has been a really good start to the season for Ohio State and 6-0 and and, and and won all of them by double digits and and really put up some huge, huge numbers on offense. They're in the top 10 nationally in terms of yardage on offense and defense. Yards uh, gained and yards allowed, they're in the top 10. So I think they and Georgia may be the only two schools that can claim that right now. In fact, I think both teams, uh, as I say, uh, up there in, in both the offense and defense. I, I look at it that uh, uh, they had a week off last week to get guys healthy. It sounds like Jack Smith, the Jigba, will play. 
both of the running backs, Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson, will apparently be available. Uh, Williams missed the last game against Michigan State. Henderson missed the game before that. I think it was Rutgers the week before that. And uh, obviously Henderson left the Michigan State game right after halftime with an injury as well. Out of precaution, they held him out. So sounds like all three of those guys are healthy and raring to go. So maybe we'll get a taste of what this offense, you know, as great as this offense was supposed to be. Ken, maybe we'll really see what it's supposed to be all about with all hands on deck this week. But uh, I'm joking. I mean, how much better can sure. it be? But uh D.J. Stroud has been fabulous so far. I think 24 touchdowns and three interceptions. Uh, he and Marvin Harrison have just uh, done some amazing things. Harrison, I think, is the national leader with uh, nine touchdown catches so far this season. So he's picked up the slack with uh, Smith and the Jigba out. And Emeka Ekbuka has done a great job as well. So I think, uh, you know, to, to be – what I as an Ohio State fan, I would be watching to see – you know, are they still uh, executing and performing at a high level coming out of the open week? Because they do have an important game next week. Some of the luster is off of it with the, the game at Penn State next week, uh, with Penn State having gotten drilled last week by uh, by Michigan. But uh, I think that uh, it is an important game to go on the road and win that game and continue to, to play at a high level. Yeah, see, that I'm upset that Penn State lost because I, I think that makes them um... – Oh, what's the what's the best way to put this, Steve? I think they'll come in and play with nothing to lose now, right? They already lost. Okay, so we're we're not supposed to beat them, so they're going to throw caution to the wind. I think you'll see uh, who's the quarterback for Penn State, the guy that's been there longer than J.T. Barrett was at Ohio State. What's his name? Clifford. Sean Clifford. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if you know what they're doing with that situation because he kind of left that Michigan game. I, you know, them losing is one thing at Michigan, but, but the way that they lost to give up 400 yards, and yeah. it was a close game at halftime. They had managed to stay in contact with Michigan at halftime, but uh, Michigan just drilled them in the second half. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's see how they react uh, to, to that, I suppose, this week as well. Yeah, because that uh, we'll, we'll see. I think they'll be – uh, less concerned or maybe less pressure, not expected uh, expected to win and undefeated in that game. So uh, we'll cl- we'll cross that bridge next week with you, Steve. Uh, as far as the Buckeyes go, some good news there about the injuries and everything. Steve Hellwagon, when you look at this team, obviously number two in the country. I saw Herbie uh, had them number one in his rankings and everything like that. So a lot of accolades going around. Front runner for the Heisman, C.J. Stroud, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., one of the top receivers, uh, pre or uh, what is it, uh, halfway uh, point All-American, right? What areas still need to get better, in your opinion? You've been there. You've talked to these guys. You've watched them play through the first six games. We start the second half tomorrow. What what needs to get better? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, when you're you're averaging 300 yards passing and 200 yards rushing, you've got almost perfect balance. Uh, with your offense, I'm not sure what more could be done offensively uh, with this team. I mean, they've only given up four sacks, the offensive line, I think, in six games. That's outstanding as well. Um, man, offensively, I'm not sure what it would be. Defensively, I would say maybe the, the two areas where they could improve is, is sacking the quarterback. They've gotten great pressure on the opposing quarterbacks and forced them you know, into some bad throws and some bad plays at times, but they haven't gotten an abundance of sacks. And and uh, you had some really highly touted guys, JT Tui Maloal, uh, Zach Harrison, Jack Sawyer. 
you know, all of them, I think the three of them combined may have two or three sacks for the season for Ohio State right now. So I think you'd like to see more, uh, more production, so to speak, out of the pass rush. It's been very pleasant to see the defensive tackle, Mike Hall Jr., play at such a high level. He had two and a half sacks in the game at Michigan State the last game they played, and he only played seven plays in the entire game because he was nursing an injury. I think he's going to be full go tomorrow as well. So that's a good thing for them because he is wreaking a lot of havoc right now up front on that defensive line. But the other area that I think beyond uh, sack production is getting turnovers and, you know, getting the ball out with fumble forces and uh, intercepting passes, getting your hands on passes, maybe the coverage, I guess. We've seen some breakdowns there with Denzel Burke and uh, Cameron Brown. Cameron Brown, I think, is probably iffy or questionable tomorrow about injuries again. So uh, maybe J.K. Johnson will be there in his place tomorrow. J.K. has done a bang-up job as a backup. Uh, Burke actually played one of his better games, I thought, against Michigan State. He didn't have any clearing uh, penalties or bad plays given up, whereas in the previous games he had about one or two really bad plays. And uh, so if they can get that shored up, I mean, that just makes this defense even that much tougher. Steve Hellwagon, our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Steve Hellwagon. Read his stuff at bucknuts.com. Breaks it down as well as anybody covering the Buckeyes for many, many years. Looking ahead to tomorrow's 12 noon kickoff in Columbus. Uh, Were you surprised it was a noon kickoff, or were you expecting that for tomorrow's game, Steve? I think everybody was was expecting that. I mean, uh, Ohio State hasn't been featured on Fox yet, and uh, Fox basically uh, has the pick of the top Big Ten game a lot of weeks, and not every week because ABC and ESPN, you know, obviously they had the Notre Dame game back at the beginning of the season, so they had the first pick that week. But uh, I think that uh, it was Fox's turn, and, and Ohio State really hasn't been featured on Fox a whole lot, and so I think it was a logical thing. And certainly next week, uh, Fox has the, the top selection as well next week. Uh, and they'll have World Series coverage uh, or, or LCS coverage. I don't know how late this thing's all going to go. But uh, I think it's World Series game two is next Saturday on the schedule if everything holds up. So they can't do a night game, obviously. They want a, a day game to anchor their programming for the day. And at one point, Ohio State-Penn State would have been a top five matchup probably or yeah. top six. but. You know, still probably top 10 going into that week. So still a big game, and, and the Buckeyes have to have it if they want to keep uh, keep on this march toward uh, championship glory at the end of the season. Steve, as I look at this team, okay, and, I, and I've watched as many games as possible this year because I really wanted to see if they've been able to close the gap on Bama, on Georgia, on Clemson, okay? Clemson finally got over that hurdle a couple years ago, beat them for the first time ever. So, yes, uh, they're equal to or better than Clemson. Uh, Georgia, outstanding last year. That defense was so dominating. Alabama, well, they've been, uh, you know, the, the bar that everybody is trying to leap over. And, of course, uh, they already have a loss, could have lost two or three games uh, this year. So do you think from an overall roster standpoint, starters as well as depth that Ohio State is equal now to Georgia and Bama? That's a great question, and I would say, based on what we've seen so far, Ohio State's been uh, awesome. I mean, they've had a great first six games. I think the the two the, the big question that you come away with is who have they really played? I mean, Notre Dame's three and three. Wisconsin was so bad they fired their coach. Rutgers right. has no offense. You know, Iowa has no offense. So who they're going to play tomorrow? 
Uh, Toledo is the best offense they've played, and Toledo's ranked 68th in total offense, and everybody else is below that. So the defense has put up some really good numbers, but who have they really played? They haven't played anybody who could stress them uh, for four quarters. Anybody in Michigan State's offense is terrible as well. So, you know, it's been one terrible offense after another that this defense has dominated. So that's a good thing. Now they're going to step up in class as they get deeper into the season. Maryland and Michigan obviously have very good offensive units that are going to test them later in the year. So I, to me, I think you do have to, to kind of put a star by everything you've seen so far and just understand that it's been very good, but it's been very good against some really, really bad teams. So, and, and, you know, I mean, when you, when you see uh, Notre Dame lose to Stanford, I mean, that or into Marshall, I mean, that that's just not Notre Dame football, you know, this, they played Notre Dame in name, more than they played a great Notre Dame team. So, uh, to me, I think that uh, the, 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 there's a lot out there still to be proven for this Ohio State team for anybody to say that uh, they should be at or near the top. But at the same time, to me, I've maintained this. They've got the best single unit in all of college football, which is their offense, is the best single unit. It's better than anybody else's offense, and it's more dominant than anybody's defense. So... Uh, in terms of, you know, comparison to other other units. So, to my way of thinking, they've got the best unit in college football, best quarterback in college football. Kind of hard to to, to to lose betting against a guy like that. So, I that's, that's where I'm putting my money right now is they are the number one team, but I am going to readily admit they got a lot still to prove. Steve, great stuff as always. Game day data page, fabulous. Uh, it's my go-to each and every week. Keep up the great work at bucknuts.com. Enjoy the game tomorrow, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Ken. Take care. Steve Hellwagon checking in from bucknuts.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Steve Hellwagon. We'll talk some Browns football when we return to the Kenny and JT Show right after this. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.